Hey y'all and welcome to Favorite for the Win, a husband and wife take on sports and life where it sounds like a good fight, even when we agree. I'm Shannon Favorite. And I'm Greg Favorite. And this is Favorite for the Win. So, this week's episode is called Sliders and Sandwiches. And first we're going to start off with a little college football. College football is like a slider bar, Greg. Shout out to our friends John and Stephanie for showing us some hospitality at their annual Burger Fest. But when you think about it, that's exactly what college college football Saturday is. The variety you get is unparalleled. You got three games, you get three burgers all at the same time. And it's so funny because it's college football is like segregated by conference. It's and like, it totally is. It's, it is segregated by conference. It is Fox has their Pac-12 late, but not real late because ESPN does the Pac-12 after dark. Yep. And then you have... Fox also does their Big Noon or whatever. I think it's called the Big Noon. Is it? Really? Uh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Big Noon Saturday, and right. then like you had the Michigan, um, you had you had the Michigan game this weekend on that Saturday, and then you had the SEC. CBS takes over the SEC. Sure. And then ESPN gives you the seven thirty SEC game or ACC game. Sure. And then you have your ABC. Well, this week. Happened to the game of the week happened to be Ohio State and Michigan State, which was a Big Ten game, but sure. they vary. It's well, so it's so segregated. So this is this is what I got out of being at John and Stephanie's house yesterday. You get the comfort of a reliable burger, like the Greek burger. A little bit of tang with the with the tzatziki. That's like Ohio State. You know, throw a little something in there, right? Yep. And you get the fan favorite, the Buffalo Chicken Burger. That's like the SEC. There you they, go. Were, they weren't thinking that though. I I'm was, just. I was just like, to no, that was definitely a Big I've never Ten seen house. So many Ohio State people <laughs> in my life. That was definitely a Big Ten house. But what I got out of it was that. Yep. So let's start. Let's talk about college football. What did we see yesterday? We saw we LSU is who they are. They're yes. good. Sure. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Burrow. They have a quarterback now. Like they have a quarterback now, so we can. We can honestly say we'll see next week because this coming week we have LSU, Florida, and I don't want to look forward. I do. But, okay, yeah. <laughs> but you have you you had that, and then you had Ohio Florida, State. No, you Florida had Auburn. Ohio, let's say in the SEC. Okay. Florida Auburn. Florida Auburn. By the way, couldn't happen to a better coach. Congratulations, Gus Malzahn. You got whooped by Florida. By the way, like I, what 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 quarterback are we on now? Like at yeah. Florida. Oh, I know. Seriously. I, I yeah, and 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 Florida looked good, but da, like Dan Mullen, uh, and you know what? I'll just say what Dan Mullen said. This is the swamp, and this is what it's supposed to be. That's and, exactly it. And it was like there were plays that were made where there were fast guys running around, which reminds you that the Urban Meyer good. and the Steve Spurrier days. Yeah. Where there are fast guys running around no, all over the place, wide receivers catching the ball and then running after the catch, and then you had Auburn with a true freshman quarterback who, to be quite honest with you, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, they they looked. You want to crown them? Go ahead and crown them. <laughs> they looked poor. I'm the same. It's Auburn. Anyway, so I'm gonna stay with one more team in the SEC because my heart got broken a little bit harder yesterday, and that. I forced y'all to watch the game. I know I forced y'all to watch the game, but in the first half it was good. I thought Tennessee had a chance. Well, it was good for me because I got to I got to see what my preseason my preseason Heisman guy DeAndre Swift 
DeAndre Swift got 66 yards rushing and 71 yards receiving. And I just want everybody to know that that dude's going to be a pro. Wait. And he's going to be a solid pro. I just want everybody to know that my Florida pick is still looking kind of hot. Just letting you know. Just yep, putting everybody on notice. We'll see because they're going to Baton Rouge next week. And best of luck to you. The best part about that, though, Greg, is they could lose to LSU. They could finish running the table in the East and win the SEC East and still be in the national championship game. Uh, still, still in the playoff contention. They could. Could. It's possible. Just letting you know. Just in case anybody was wondering. I've done the math. At any rate. Moving along. So let's move on to this. Let's move on to the Big Ten. Because you know what? I find them to be the second best conference to talk about. The other conferences I don't want to talk about. I'm yeah. not going to lie. And so we can, we can talk about Michigan. And again, oh, another lackluster win. Last week, everybody was like, oh, I think they've rebounded and, and you know got back on track. It was Rutgers. It was Rutgers. <coughs> and yesterday... Yesterday they they played a game, a ugly game, a miserable ugly game, miserable game. Yeah, ten three. I know, ten three. They won. Still can't score. Yeah, but they won. Yeah, they did. They won, and they still can't score. And you know what? I just like I just don't I I, I don't, I'm not seeing it. But why are it we so? Like, they don't pass. You know, we, how often do we talk about the eyeball test? Yeah. They don't pass it. No, they don't, but we are still fascinated by this one lost team. We are still, the entire nation is still captivated I, by this one I lost disagree. team. I disagree. They're Bullshit. still fascinated in Columbus because they have Justin Fields. <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to talk about Ohio State. Like, sure, they won their game. Congratu- congratulations. Justin Fields is the real deal, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know who I still, and I, I still have picked them to win the Big Ten, I think. I, I think I picked them to win the Big Ten. Maybe I picked Michigan to win the Big Ten, but I told you to watch out for I think out both of us play, picked Michigan to win the Big Ten. I believe Ten. we did. If you're going to bring in your James Franklin and Penn I State I sure homer. did. Oh, how is that a homer for me? I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. How are you going to call that a homer pick? I believe somebody in this conversation has definitely been a Penn State fan all his life, and it wasn't me. No. No, I'm just saying. I, I, Penn State's a homer pick for me. Really? Well, it's a James Franklin. He was at Vanderbilt. He was at Vanderbilt. Woo woo. I mean, but I'm just telling you though, watch out for Penn State. Nittany Lions. No, and and you know, I think I said it last week. You know, I give uh, Jimmy Franklin. I'll I'll tell you what he does. He has athletes. Yes, he does. And at some point, Shannon, you know what they're going to do? They're They're going to win a lot of football games and win a lot in a row and beat a lot of teams. Because of the athletes as they have. Look, I feel like they got robbed a couple of years ago. I'm not gonna lie. When that that whole like tie debacle happened with Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan or something like that, I was like, yeah, oh, I don't, yeah. Whatever. I feel like they got robbed in that situation. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, look out for Penn State. Now, you talked about the Pac-12 after dark earlier, and I, I feel like it's safe to say the Pac-12 after dark is officially dead. Yeah, it's it, you know why it's dead because the games don't matter now. No. Because they're terrible. Stanford beat Washington. Stanford beat UW, the 15th ranked UW, and Jacob Beeson, if anybody doesn't remember, was at Georgia. Yep. Um, you know, Stanford coming off of losing two in a row, two in a row, and then last night looked good. Sure. But 
It's like, guys, you all have one or two losses now. We don't care about you. And this isn't this isn't the SEC one or two losses. This is congratulations, you guys one or two losses, and I don't Hell, even know who's it's good. not even it's not even the Big Ten one or two losses. No, it's, exactly. it's bad. It's just bad. Like remember, there was a time when the SEC would beat up on each other, and people were like, "Oh, well, it's a one loss SEC team." Yes, and our one loss SEC SEC team is black your butt. Yep, yeah. we're still going boat racing. Yeah, we, there you, we go. Need, you need to move on to that. Boat yes. race. Boat racing. Boat racing. Fair enough. All right. Do we have anything else to talk about but the slider bar? No, not really. I mean, because for what it's worth, you get a good variety. Saturday night, like, yeah. there's a bunch of things going on. It's a bunch of different conferences. You get some things a bunch you don't of different like. games. And some things you do like. I got to see, I, you know. I'll tell you, I will say this. And, and I'll say this about Ohio State. I'm not an Ohio State fan, but Justin Fields... Is the difference maker for them? Like he, the kid is a player. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you know. Um, I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like okay. I, I, I was talking to, I was talking to my dad earlier, and you know there are two teams that if they lost every game, wouldn't harm my feelings at all. Ohio State, Notre Dame. And you know what my dad said? My dad said he would actually, if they were playing in the game, he'd be cheering for Notre Dame because they would screw it up. Eventually, anyways. And that made some sense to me, but I just, I cannot sit down and cheer for either one of those two teams to do anything other than just die. Yeah, I mean, it, die. it's tough to watch them. And then, and, and, but the funny thing is, is I got, I got, and I always like to sit back and watch. And I got to watch it last night where when Ohio State fans team doesn't do well. And how they cheer? Oh, they don't. Oh, it's well. It's, it's silent. Like, oh, we should be up forty. It's silent death. Okay, they, but that's you're true. not up forty. FYI, I didn't miss the conversation where they were trying to figure out what a blue tick hound dog was. So, yeah, a, I'm sorry, story. a blue tick coon dog, coon hound. Jeez, sorry, I can't get it out. A blue tick coon hound. Yep. I was a little upset by that. I was like, you, "So you don't know? You don't know what Smokey is?" I still sense? think going back to this week and just talking about college football, like Michigan is still the just disappointment to me. And I like okay. I sit here with a somber voice. Wait, no, talking no. about Michigan. But wait, remember the year that Alabama and Michigan played? Not Alabama, Michigan. Alabama and Notre Dame played in the national championship game. And Alabama dominated. No, no. How many times was Notre Dame close to losing a game? A lot. They almost lost a pit that year. Yeah, but they didn't lose it. I know, games. I know. But my point being, though, is like the, this Michigan team looks like that Notre Dame no, team. No, they don't because they Michigan lost got, the game. They, they, they got, got dump trucked. I know they got boat raced by Wisconsin. I'm just saying, though. Like, there you that, go, with boat race. Thank you. I, I told, there tell, you go. Tell me to pick it there up. There you See, go. I'm a quick learner. I'm a fast learner. I'm a fast learner. Anyways, moving along, let's talk about the NFL now because that's that's the sandwiches. Sandwiches. Right? So, uh, by the way, shout out to you because you made an excellent sandwich today. It was a smoked... Smoked prime rib. Prime rib a smoked prime rib? Smoked rib roast. There. Smoked rib roast. This is excellent. It was a delicious sandwich. I haven't eaten since we ate that sandwich. 12 hours ago. Yep. Seriously. I'm not hungry either. I'm full. My belly is full. Start off with the first game that I have to talk about. The Steelers and the Ravens. We're going to go ahead and get this one out of the way early because there's no need to continue on with it. But, like, is the Steelers' season done? 
I don't know that it's done. It's tough at one and four. Um, but but they still won the division. Though. Yeah, I know. But here's what I'll say: shout out Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Right. And like, and this is what we talk about when we talk about coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, you Mason Rudolph takes a a blow to what we've now seen is like the ear hole and the upper chin, and goes out and he's out, and you bring in this Devlin Hodges. And yet, you're still sitting there. And by the way, the defense is much improved. Three weeks in a row. Much maligned. By the way, Minka Fitzpatrick, if if everybody in Pittsburgh wants to know why they gave up a first-round pick to get that kid, those Alabama boys can tackle. I can't believe you're even doing this right now. So, when they got him, and then... Two weeks ago, when his first game there, I told you, look at that defense. It's gotten better. It you just looks look, different. Yeah, yep. but you looked at me and you were like... Pfft. No, that's not what I said. Because I said, I understand why they gave up <laughs> yeah, they absolutely the first did. round pick that for defense, Fitzpatrick. That defense looks way better the last three weeks. Just the last three yeah, weeks sure. Because they, they got through the first quarter of the season that was preseason. And now we're into the Not just that, season. though. By the way, they started their, their, their season opener was against the Patriots. Congratulations. You're the lucky team that gets to play the yeah, Patriots I mean, first. If you look at, you go, if you take out New England, Kansas City, Seattle, this is the first year in the National Football League where I look and I go. And specifically going to the AFC North. Where you look, nine and seven could probably win that division. Seven and nine could win the division, not just Maybe. nine and seven. Maybe, but new, if you're not New England, New England, Kansas City, or Seattle, I don't, I'm just letting you know right now. No, I, while Seattle is good, Greg, I don't know that nine and seven couldn't win that division because they are beating up on, on each other. The Rams, the 49ers, and the Seahawks are all in the same division, and they're all good. Yeah. So nine and seven could win that division. Sure. Easily. Maybe. So, uh, you know, so back to Steeler Ravens. I was impressed that literally the fourth string quarterback. Yeah, no. No, not fourth string. Played as well as he did. He, he got cut. cut. He and then they signed him back. They signed him back because what? They got rid of Josh Dobbs. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why they signed him back. By the way, I'm going to throw this out here early. We'll see what happens because we know that Mason Rudolph is going to be in the concussion protocol. Yeah. But do we feel that all the sports talk shows are going to be talking about Colin Kaepernick signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday? I'm just saying. I don't know. And I don't even really want to discuss it because I think that the guy hasn't played in three years and I'm not going to get into it. I still think he's better than... I actually said two weeks ago when Ben Roethlisberger went down, I was like, where's Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. And, I mean, and, and honestly, look, and I, and listen, and I've talked to a couple of other people, and I get it, like, Colin Kaepernick doesn't fit the system, FYI. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Like and he, they knew that they had Mason, and they were like, yeah, hey, we're going to do Yeah, I mean, he's this. actually a good fit in this some other places. This is how we're doing it. He's actually a good fit in some other places besides the Steelers. And uh, by the way, there is a dearth of quarterbacks, of starting quarterbacks in the league right now. Yep. Dearth. Like, we're, t- we're, 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 we're weak, and we are flawed. At yep. the quarterback position right now. I would just like to point out that Justin Falk, Minshew, and now, this week, you had 
Devlin Hodges. I don't even know his name. Exactly. Who? Oh, yes. The Pittsburgh Steelers. He went went to Samford, not Stanford. Samford, not Stanford. Not Stanford. By the way, it had to be research. We didn't even know where where that school was. Look, I knew it was in the South. I didn't realize it was in Alabama. But I was like, I don't know, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, Alabama. All right. Yeah. And I know it wasn't Mississippi. By the way, not a Division One school. No. Um. So yeah, like, and so when you talk about NFL coaching and things of that nature, and and how good it is, and how, and just really how in tune they are with everything, and that kid comes in there and really just fought the fight. Not by the way, not just coaching. I want to talk about like, well, yeah, no, it, it still belongs in the coaching category, the team. Now, this is a team that, much maligned, we talked about, oh, oh, Le'Veon Bell, oh, oh, Antonio Brown, all these things, oh, the still locker room's bad, da 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 whatever, right? But they rallied around this kid. Yep. And, and I mean, I do mean kid, yeah. by the way. He's 23 years old. Because that offensive line is not, I wouldn't say is not young, but they're, 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 they're veterans. Yeah. Those guys are veterans. This is a... An undrafted rookie. Yep. Who is basically the fourth choice of quarterback for that team. Yep. And when he was about to go in the game, you saw Mike Tomlin giving him a pep talk. Yep. And Give patted him, him on. That's, dude, shout out to Coach Tomlin, man. And then you saw that team, you saw that offensive line, and you saw those, those wide receivers rally around this kid. Yep. And it's so important. I know they lost the game, I get it. But it's so important to see like what they did there. Yeah, there is true love in that locker room. Yeah, all the things that have happened in the past year. And and it goes back to if you're not in the building, you don't get it. No, so you don't know. But it's like I said during the game. I sat there and told you, like, freaking, like even with it, 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 not Antonio. We didn't see anything happen wrong with Antonio Brown until the end of the year. Quite frankly, last year. Correct. But even with Le'Veon Bell, that offensive line stuck by him until yep. he didn't show up. Yep. And then after he didn't show up, they're like, "I'm just not going to talk about it." There's no need to talk. There's no need to talk about it. But He's not here. The other thing to mention, and another big shout out to Pittsburgh, and and just to be quite honest with you, with the Steelers is Pittsburgh stronger than cancer shirts. If you saw the black one, so the black the black and gold shirts yeah. that they wore today, which October is you know Cancer Awareness Month in the NFL, and they have the different tiles and things of that nature, but. The Pittsburgh Stronger Than Cancer. Shout out to Steel City, by the way. Pick up the podcast, Steel City, because I'm your biggest supporter. Um, one, you had the black and gold shirts that supports the Cameron Hayward Foundation. 100% goes to childhood cancer. The blue and gold go 100% goes to Pediatric Children's Hospital. The gray and gold go to the Mary Lemieux Foundation. And then the pink ones Go to the D'Angelo Williams, who is not even in the building anymore, doesn't play for them anymore. I get it. But 100% of the proceeds. So shout out to Steel City. Shout out to the Steelers. Shout out to D'Angelo Williams. This man gives 53 mammograms a year for free for breast cancer because his mom died. Yep. And there was a meme that I showed you earlier this week. Just because you wear pink in October doesn't mean that women are getting mammograms. Planned Parenthood. Gives free mammograms. Yeah, true story. So I, I want to keep that in mind. You know, the yeah. <laughs> tis the season, yeah, Greg. Tis exactly. the season, and uh, let's keep that in mind. 
But shout out to the Steelers. Anyway. Absolutely. Shout out to the Steelers. Shout out to Steel City. Shout yeah. out to D'Angelo Williams. And specifically Steel City, who doesn't charge anything. No. It's 100%. They're making the t-shirts. 100%. It's true. It's true. And and, and their collaboration with D'Angelo Williams is what started this all. Yeah. So like I, yeah. I want to make sure that like he gets some love, too. By the way, U of M in the house? What? Yeah, exactly. And, and in case anybody's wondering, U of M? That's the University of Memphis. Exactly. Anyway, uh, you know, Tiger Lane. There we go. Moving along, I'd like to say this, and I know that the Bears lost the game, but Khalil Mack versus the Raiders. It was the best thing this morning to sit there and watch NFL Countdown, and, and the stat they showed, Khalil Mack versus the Raiders. Sacks. Khalil Mack has 17 sacks since last year, at the before this game, had 17 sacks. And the Raiders had 18 total as a team. And Khalil had 17 of 18. Is this right? your most impressive thing? No, 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 it's not. Because oh, no, I got something that's more impressive than that. But like then we talk about forced fumbles. And Khalil Mack by himself, 10. Greg, 10. The Raiders, 8. Like when we talk about the pass rush, and we talked about it last week, and Sanders said, you know what? Khalil Mack didn't. Oh, Khalil Mack doesn't want to play football. No, no. Khalil Mack wants to be football. And Khalil Mack wants to be paid like he's supposed to be paid. No, Khalil Mack wants to be paid like he's football. Not yeah. like he wants to play football, yeah, but exactly. like, like he is football. Like, let's be clear about that. Yep. All right. What do you have next? Uh, do you want me to go to my most impressive thing or my funniest thing? Are you done talking about pro football? Uh, yeah, kind of. All right. All right. Move, move along. Most impressive thing you saw this week. Uh, so most impressive thing I saw this week would have been Russell Wilson on Thursday Night Football with the Seattle Seahawks and his throw to Tyler Lockett. It had a six points, according to Next Gen Stats. <laughs> I know how much you love Next Gen Stats. I can't even deal with it. <laughs> All of a sudden. Wait, no, 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 no. That's not fair. Okay, so for anybody who knows anything about statistics, it's not next-gen That's just stats that people didn't pay attention to beforehand. They've always been there. They're not next-gen. They're not. It's just something that people didn't look into a little deeper because, you know what, there was a better correlation. And people just didn't understand what correlation meant. Well, so... Regressive the, analysis. <laughs> the most impressive thing I saw was Russell Wilson's throw to Tyler Lockett had a 6.7% chance of completion... And to be quite honest with you, it's probably the best throw I've seen since Ben Roethlisberger to San Antonio Holmes in the back of the end zone in, in the Super Bowl in 2008. And I'm not going to lie to you, when you if you were watching the actual television version, Joe Buck said, and he's throwing it away, but he's really not. And Joe Buck didn't say he's really not. He's like... And he's throwing it away. Yeah, no, Wait. it was a completed. No, no, what he said was, and he's throwing it away. Touchdown! Yes. That's what he did. Exactly. And I was like... Joe Buck, And you by the way, it. he had a 6.7% chance to complete it. And if you, don't get, if you didn't get to see that throw, I would suggest everybody go out and see that throw. All right, so the most impressive thing I saw this week actually came out of Michigan. The high school football team in Michigan. Um, the Glen Lake Lakers... They don't have a band. And the Forest Area Marching Band also did not have a football team because their football team was their football season was canceled um, due to low low player participation. 
So Glenn Lake called them up and said, hey, you guys have a band. We have a football team. You guys want to come play? Come play for us. And they showed up and they played. And Glenn Lake won. And they undoubtedly said they and gave mad props to the band. And I don't think we... We see it on TV all the time about this band versus jocks versus smart people thing. And to see kids getting it. Yeah. That's that, that's the best part. That's the best kids part. Kids working right? together. Kids working together. It takes... And people don't know what it takes to put on a football game if you've ever been a part of one. Um, as Even as a cheerleader. Yep. Like, the cheerleaders. The, the, the fans in the stands at a high school game. I mean, there's a reason why Texas has these huge, jar- gargantuan high school football stadiums. There's a reason why high school football is a big deal. Right? I mean... Yep. You get that opportunity, if you've ever had the opportunity to actually participate in it or in a homecoming or something like that, like the whole atmosphere, I feel is as good as you're going to get on a Friday night. In my opinion, like I I have fond memories of it from when I was in high school. So like shout out to the Glen Lake Lakers and to the Forest Area Marching Band for getting together and making a good football game. Yeah, and just making it something that's, it's fun. At least it's fun. Hey, we don't have a football team. You don't have a band. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's get it together. Yeah, no, I love it. Right? Love it. All right. So, funniest thing you saw this week. (laughs) Funniest thing I saw this week actually happened only like two hours ago. And Packers running back Aaron Jones (laughs) waving as he goes into the end zone at Byron Jones. And I'm sitting there, and it's not because I I don't like the Cowboys, but... He waved. I don't he did Cowboys. the hey bye. He did the bye, Felicia, and walked into the end zone for six. So, the funniest thing I saw this week was anybody actually rationally trying to defend Vontez Perfect. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not gonna lie. Up to and including the quarterback of the team. Yes. Saying. Like I get it. Like by the way, Vontez Perfect was actually. Nominated as a captain for that team. Oh, you know, no, he's not nominated. He was a captain. He's the captain of the team. So people who play with him apparently love him, but he likes to hurt other teams. He likes to hurt other players. Like he he hasn't figured like he hasn't figured it out. And I know it's actually not kind of funny, but it is kind of funny to me. It's humorous because we live here in Cincinnati, and oh, they're like, oh, you're a whiny Steeler fan. I'm like, no, he's actually trying to hurt people, and that's not right. Like, when he hit Antonio Brown in the ear hole, like, I was like, that's targeting. Yep. And we saw him launch himself. Not just did we see him launch himself. Then, later this week, the NFL was like, oh, there was a second hit in that game, too. We're going to throw that one in there, too, while we're while we've giving you the suspension. And I'm not going to argue suspension or anything like that, but this is a guy who refuses to learn. Yep. And, and, and you know what the worst part about all... Are you done? Are you done? Go ahead. Yeah, but do you know what the worst part about all of this is? is again, we go back to player safety and people still continue to want to leave their feet and hit people like it's okay. Yeah, I heard. And it's not. I heard. At any rate, another week, another podcast. This is Favorite for the Win. See you next week. I'm Shannon Favorite. And I'm Greg Favorite. Please be well.